From the shores of Summer Lake in Tigard, Oregon, it's the Portland Tim Beers Podcast, a show featuring two guys who love craft beer and Portland Timbers soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Gary. Tim Beers. We're the uh, Portland Timbers. We talk a little bit about soccer, beer, and pretty much whatever (laughs) else we want. Who the hell are you? I am Lupo Max. No, you're Jason. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm Jason, and I'm Gary, and we uh, are the Lupo Max Timbeers. <laughs> yeah, we're sponsored. Yeah, dude, we're totally nice. sponsored. Love it. We talk a little bit about beer and soccer. We already did that part, so yep, yep, yep. All right, man. Well, I'm pouring a uh, Lupo Max. If you didn't catch that on the front side, yeah. Lupo Max is a fine beer by our friends over at Valley Brewing and a collaboration with Haas Hops. Pop it like it's Haas. <laughs> Pop it like it's Not hot. like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Like it's Haas. Oh, look at you. you. See, I'm good, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm a lyrical master. Look at you. Well, so this is the official part two of the Thunder Island Brewing uh, interview series. Yes. So... Part one, we learned all about the founding of Thunder Island from our buddies over at Thunder Island, Dave Lips and Andy Rosette. Yes. And uh, Tim, Gary, and I had the chance to go visit those guys and hang out at the new brew site while it was under construction. Very good, uh, very good trip. I got to tell you, those guys are awesome hosts. We had some good beers, we had some great conversation. I haven't done a lot of two hour interviews, none. And this thing went for about two hours, uh, including a tour. So, well, and the crazy thing is, is it it, it was a natural flow two hours. It, it wasn't like we had to force anything to make that two hours happen. Yeah, not at all. It, like was, it was it was amazing, super easy. So, awesome guys, and um, we've got to go back out there and have some beers. I yeah, was shooting down with my trips back and forth to uh, Central Washington. Uh, I pass by Cascade Locks, and I always want to like. I'm either trying to get to Central Washington or trying to get, <laughs> get home. home. So I don't really want to stop, but I'm like, I want to stop. This would be badass. So, and then there was a slight guild of not getting this uh, interview up. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't stop till I get the interview up. Yeah, yeah. Now I have a reason because these interviews are going to be up, baby. right? Right. So, but I think we should do a guys trip once your stable. Schedule hits, <laughs> whatever that is. That's funnier now. Yeah, two thousand fifty. Yeah, two thousand fifty. Uh, Gary's gonna have a stable schedule then, and then we can do a guys trip. So, but yeah, we'll figure it out. So, all right. Well, here's part two. I believe they're living off in the uh, best part of the interview, which is uh, talking about <laughs> me and uh, and the awesome beers that I brew. So, we'll pick it up. Here is Gary, Tim, and I talking to Dave Lips, founder of uh, and owner of Thunder Island, and head brewer Andy Rosette. So this, I'm handing out the saffron. Saffron. Oh, you poor <laughs> bastards. Uh, uh, Gary, we don't have so, one. So, well, the tips. Fine with that. Uh, well, you can see them right now, uh, out on those trees right there. See those little green tips on the tips of that pine? Yes. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. that, that's, I don't know. So that's, that's what they're screw. using. That's, that's a, yeah. fur. So that's a fur tip right there. But, okay. Um, do they fall, or do you literally you bring a lot them? No, well, you're, you usually... You go to get an old tree like that, it's gonna taste like garbage. You need to get like a growing, like, like a younger young tree. tree, yeah. 
and then you just want to, they'll have that little, you've probably seen it when they start to pop, and then they kind of have a little sheath on them of, um, that's, you know, resiny, and you yeah. pop that sheath off underneath, it's just a green tip. That's the best part right there. You okay. sort of like twist and pull it off, and um, I mean, you don't go like strip a, a young tree by itself bare, you know, kind of right. like spread it out, you, you keep know, it, keep it among all the trees, off. yeah, and then it, it's labor intensive, but, um, and then I just, when I did it, um, I just, you know, see, it's such a small community, like, I'll reach out to breweries, I have no, I have no, like, self-pride where I'm not going to ask someone who I know has done it really well before. Right. So, like, I reached out to a buddy at Alaskan Brewery, how they did it, because they're known for doing a lot of spruce dip beers. Um, Dan Peterson over at Ferment and I are good buddies, so I was like, hey, how'd you do yours? And so I did it as in the hot back. I mean, it's sort of like we take our mash done and empty it out, and while the boil's going on, we fill up these giant muslin sacks, and we, we uh, um, strap them to the rakes and the mash done and then basically like we use the mash done as a hot back okay and then we turn on the rakes really slowly so it's like this stirring steep of piney awesomeness it's super oh. labor intense i mean every time you do one of those it's like oh my god that's super labor intense <laughs> we should charge way more probably. but it's worth it in the end yeah right? yeah yeah so um virtual brew fest so you guys were the leader of the virtual brew fest if i'm not mistaken right what did you guys start it we, we what did i make uh, that up we led that uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds right. Well, so I'm just going to say the record we gave you guys credit. <laughs> so, no, so how did that, you guys participated, right? No, we participated. Yeah, we, okay. yeah, no, we, okay. we got asked. Who actually coordinated Virtual Brewfest? I thought oh, it was, 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 was Guild. Yeah, it was, it was Guild. Oh, was it the Guild? Okay, yeah. good. So tell us a little bit about the uh, Virtual Brewfest. What was your experience with that? Positive, hopefully, feedback coming yeah, out? Yeah, no, it was cool. I, we, we totally gave you guys credit, though, by the way. Yeah, so, we gave you guys credit. <laughs> No, we were we were in the beer fest. Uh, no, it was it was cool. Um, I I mean I gotta just give huge props to the the guild. I mean uh, at this time they're being really creative with what they got, and you know they uh, they depend a lot on a, a lot of these event revenues, so they're uh, hurting, but at the same time they're still being agile and they got an awesome team. So uh, they took charge of that, and we we did a fifteen minute video giving a tour of the new building. Sweet. Um, and that was actually before it is even at this stage now. Um, I think it looks much better now. Mm. Um, I don't even know if there's. I think the sheetrock had just gone up, so it was still kind of a, a bare looking building. But um, yeah, no, it was it was very cool, and and I, I really appreciate the. Uh, there's a lot of creative things that are happening right now. Uh, things that you wouldn't. Right. A lot of things that you wouldn't imagine happening, like us, even us canning our beer, like we would not have canned our beer before. How about me delivering beer on the way home? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can sell beer just, on the way home. Uh, like, it's like, uh, we now that we've brought back our sales guy, he does most of it, but sometimes there'll actually be requests on notes, like, can Andrew deliver it? And I'm all like, okay, so I get it. You <laughs> Special request. I have the last beer of the day, like, last beer of the rod, I get it, okay. It's not what I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> F word, damn it, I just want to go home. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I enjoy it, it's like being beer Santa Claus, are you right. kidding me? Yeah. I mean, you roll up, it's not like you're delivering a bill. Right, like, true, yeah. yeah. No one's hey, chasing you Get off my porch, oh wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of creativity, a lot of flexibility and agility going on, which is awesome to see. Um, so, 
talk a little bit about um, what does the future hold for Thunder Island? So what does it look like? You guys have a new facility, yeah. but things are gonna change, right? So office spaces are gonna change, uh, gatherings, big huge mass gatherings are gonna change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you anticipate, how does that change your business model, if, if at all? Yeah, well, the crazy thing is actually, um, so we got our space down there, um, and we're actually gonna be keeping that open, uh, hopefully we're thinking through end of October, mid-October and um, do you lease that land or you own that land? Down there it's we lease it from the port okay. and uh, so that that will just help us with the outdoor seating area um, keeping people separated for coronavirus and then uh, we'll go into the winter time which actually the indoor space here is like three or four times bigger than the indoor space down there so we'll actually uh, have an increased operation from what we used to have, even with social distancing, right? Of six feet tables, and then, um, and then I'm just crossing my fingers that we eventually get to open all the way. Uh, There's a lot of shenanigans going on in the background. Yeah. Talking. So what I brought you is a saffron lager, and so it's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes, bastards. No, <laughs> it, 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 it's the butt of every joke. <laughs> My, my jokes just keep flowering out what you're talking about. <laughs> so we were watching the Brew Dogs episode on TV and they made the world's most expensive beer and I'm like, well, fuck, I'm gonna use saffron in a beer. So I bought like this high grade Spanish saffron from like, um, I think from Penzi Spices. Yeah, it's like a lot for 70 bucks for like a half ounce of uh, Super saffron. Right now. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, five gallons, it's only calling for like a quarter ounce. That's not enough. I mean, look at this. <laughs> so I got the whole Okay. So this is what you got. It's a mouthful of flowers. I thought I'd bring it to get true opinions, you assholes. So if you want to try it, try it. So I, mean, I have, as a technic, I'm, 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 I like being creative, making beer, but also technically, do you have like a little home canning setup? So I have a buddy that owns a tap house, okay. and I take advantage of his canner. So okay, this perfect. is the first yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. I but don't kid yourself, he's thinking about bringing in his own cannery to his house. Hey, asshole, my wife listens to the podcast. I'm cracking it. I'm cracking it, and uh, if there's anyone on your podcast that knows who Lynn Kruger is, uh, they'll appreciate this, who is a sensory instructor at Siebel for brewing. She always says, two short sneefs, drive by. And it's gonna blow your face off. And taste. Drive-by? It smells like a... <laughs> <laughs> it smells like a bouquet of flowers, doesn't it? Dude, it's super saffron. Yeah, very, very saffrony. I think the oh, saffron is taking over. Want to <laughs> I was thinking I could add a little bit more. No, I, think, I think the hey. saffron is taking over your life. Hey, Gary's about to Frankenbeer this. Andrew, can you uh, help? Yeah, Frankenbeer. Frankenbeer that sucker. Oh, here so, so a famous term that we use on the on our podcast too? Is, yeah. is what we call a Frankenbeer. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> easy. Good, good for you. We don't have any of the <laughs> yeah, You don't have to drink the rest of that. We don't have any of the after you. the siesta left, but this might have a smell of saffron. Good <laughs> God! So uh, three three brewing <laughs> legends. If you could have a beer besides us, but have a beer with three different brewing legends, who would those brewing legends be? They could be dead or alive. It doesn't matter. 
Mine would be different for days I'd That's fine. Let's do yeah. it. I'd yeah. say that's six time capping. I would say um uh getting back. Do you guys know who Kunza is? He's written uh, technology multi and brewing. It's a okay. he it's a book from VLB, it's like the brewer's bible. Okay. Uh, I, he died a few years ago. It would have been cool to have a beer with him. I don't know what the hell I talked to him about because he's the guy who wrote the Brewing Bible. He'd be cool. And then I, I think Ken Grossman is a pretty chill guy to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Or yeah. my and Matt Swihart. Yes, Matt Swihart. Yes, Matt Swihart would be great to hang out with. <laughs> And we asked Matt that same question two weeks back, and his were all over the board, too. Yeah, they were. Dave? Yeah, I have no idea. Bullshit. Like, Come you, on. <laughs> you gotta have somebody. Or even what, what brewers. I mean, I mean, could, uh, I mean you Crow, could even I say, say Paul Crusher from New Zealand, who I used to work for. Yeah, I don't know if he's a legend, but he's I would have a beer with him again, because he's a brewery guy. has a great palate, and is a, a phenomenal brewer. And then, other than that, I actually really have, even though they're not brewing legends, they're more business legends, but uh, I think, actually, the McMinimum Brothers. Yeah. Uh, because they've kind of, in a weird way, they've done a, an amazing job in changing the beer culture in the Northwest. Even though they're not known for their beers, um, I think McMinimum's had some 24 breweries. So they actually hire more brewers than most big breweries, yeah. and uh, a lot of those breweries, breweries spin off and start their own thing, and uh, that's what we need in the Northwest. And then, other than that, I mean, Matt Swihart too. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's the most well. I listened to his whole podcast, you guys. And he's Matt most, scored again. He's the most well-spoken person I know. I mean, even in our guild meetings out here, the Gorge Guild meetings, he's always so like. <laughs> You know, some people will yeah. come with like a, you know, beers are flowing, and somebody will come with a crazy idea, you know, wrong, probably me, and then he'll, you know, you know, uh, heard the conversation in the right, yeah. oh, right did direction. Uh, he's, he's an amazing person. I, I uh, sent Swire an email. No, I texted him. It was back, it was when I was my first homebrew conference I ever went to. I went to two of them, but I went to San Diego one years, years ago. <laughs> And I went to it, and I said, "I said, hey, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to a beer conference. Do you have any advice?" And he said, "Beer, water, beer, water. If you end up at the strip bar, you forgot the yeah. water." <laughs> 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 no, we had great words of advice. Actually, that's fantastic. That was that was one of your best episodes. Yeah, yeah, so we had Matt on about a month ago, and it's interesting with the stir in the conversation because he exactly did that, which was somebody asked a question about collaborations, and they love the collaboration he did out on Eastern Oregon. And are you going to do any more of those collaborations? And he's like, No, I really hate collaborations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't, like, it, it wasn't the response you were expecting. No. <laughs> it was kind of nice, and it pretty much just killed that whole conversation. Yeah. Like, okay, you're done. So they're tricky, man. Good. Well, it's, have it's, you guys uh, done any collaborations yet? Or have you first Okay. It's, it's, um, it's no, we hate difficult than I used to think it was. I mean, because it's it's kind of a relationship, and you have to mm-hmm. agree on your beer theory, your beer cleanliness, your processes, and right. you know, you do it this way, they do it this way, and you either just go to their house and just be like, okay, you know, and then hope the beer turns out right, or they come to your house and. You do it, but right. it's, it's really hard to get like people unless people do some work with each other. 
and then you have that collaboration. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, I would say it's really true. difficult because, I mean, beer wise, it's like, I've done some before with other breweries, I mean, other breweries, and we've had like oxidized beer that comes out. How did oxygen get in the beer? <laughs> right. Um, or it's like, and it's difficult because you're like, man, like we put our name on this. Not that we've been the most professional brewery of all time, you know, we've tried, since Andrew's come on, we've greatly increased our, our, our quality, but um, it's difficult Woo! when um, now we're going to other people's beer houses or breweries and it's like, you just want to make sure everybody's on. So stage. Andrew, can you run, up, run us through and run our listeners through, what, what was the, the best date night uh, collaboration experience from? I mean, does it does it start with a phone call and then you guys agree to meet at a somebody's house? So I haven't had this yet. I'm not saying I've had like shitty collaborations. I just haven't had the one that I what I think they because I've thought about it a lot. I'm like, how do you? How, what's the best ones? The best ones I think it's when the brewers organize it and it's not marketing people forcing right. two breweries okay. against each other. Oh, yeah. Not against each other, but right. like, hey, we want to pitch you guys. Blah blah blah. And it's like. Hi, and then you know, like you don't know me, and it takes a while to get to know someone. And so I like if it's and if I'm getting want to get to know someone, I'm like, let's not do anything beer related. Let's go freaking float in an inner tube in the Clickitat for a day when it's 105. Drink beers and we talk and we get to know each other. And yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but that like those are the ones that'll probably be the ones I think the where I can, I can you can go out and do something that's not related to beer and then. You bond over that, and then you can have a conversation over what you want to do. Because uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not I'm not a marketer. I just know that you just want to be able to. It's more, yeah, it's like a relationship. You just want to make sure you're able to like ebb and flow, and be able to come up with like a, a solution for. Your, and maybe people are some people are way better at that. They're like, oh yeah, awesome. you know. I'm like, <laughs> so Jason's gonna edit all of this anyway. So. Yeah. And you could choose. I want this out of my, out of the podcast or not. Is there a brewery in Oregon that you would just say, "Man, I, I I'd love to do a collab with them right now." And of course, Matt Swihart and Double Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> your choice. But. So, so I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've been holding back my internal like horses uh, until we're in a proper space right because right? i mean if you try to get more than two brewers in where we are what you guys will see in a bit it's seriously like how the hell do you collaborate in that it's yeah. nuts you're just all in each other's faces and then everyone ends up sitting at the bar drinking beer and two people are working that's usually most collaborations actually but uh, <laughs> but it, it'll be more of a like you can walk around and actually feel like you have enough room it's just been it, it, it's hard you can't it there, it's just more like you need your your right hand brewer and you in there, and then anyone else more. Like if there's three brewers in that, that space down there, it's too freaking nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are. One, one of the complicated things about collabs is also whose brewery do you do it at, right? And right. Uh, yeah, for us, there's never been a collab at our brewery because it's so freaking small. Yeah. Right. Um, and our space is small, and we've done it at other people's places, um, but it just it's. Uh, for us, it's just, it's been a challenge just because, uh, I don't know. It's like a mentee, I see this like a mentee and mentorship type relationship often too, right? Generally, like yeah. with Fort George, it's like kind of a lesser known kind of up and coming brewery going with Fort George yeah. or some others. 
And and that's a tough spot to be for some brewers that are like, wait a minute, no, we're we're the biggest in our community and this is what we're doing. It's hard to right. probably put egos aside right, and probably. say, let's make something cool. Is there a brewery on your date that you think like, man, we haven't done anything with these guys before, but I like I the beers every time I have it. Matt Swagger at Double Mountain. Yeah, Matt Like I, I'm friends with all the brewers at Double. Like the, I've talked about it. Like the moment yeah. we, because everyone calls us Thunder Mountain. Right? <laughs> yeah. So they do. Everyone's all like, they don't think, like Mountain, the amount of calls were all like, hey, yeah, you, Andrew, where's the Thunder Mountain? And I'm like, <sighs> Thunder Island. Nice try. And so that would be the perfect collaboration here, Thunder Mountain Beer. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah one one. We've talked about that one for years. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's been, <laughs> that one's been on the burner for years. It is. Like, and it will happen in the Andrew space. works really here now. Like, we've talked about doing a collab for years, and from our side, I don't know if. You know, of course, Matt. <laughs> I mean, if anybody could get Matt to do a collab, it would be Andrew. But I mean, we also like. Uh, You've got stuff on your plate right now. Yeah, but we got yeah. stuff on a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, let's get in the new place first. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're gonna just let that one side. But I, I mean, I, I'm so yeah. yeah. doing more and more. Of them. I mean, I've got buddies from brew school all over the country and the world. Oh, I got yeah. the one I would collab with was actually the brewery I worked with in New Zealand. Because that would be cool. Yeah. It's like them coming back to Kalarni. 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 Kalarni's bite. They're, they're chomping at the bit. They're yeah. ready to do that. How badass would that be? That'd be a good Oh, yeah. I mean, and, I mean none of, no one no one at Thunder Island knows how crazy the Irish are except for me. I'm like, oh, they're gods. They're fucking awesome. So, David, it's, it's actually one of those things that would be like we've held off from doing collabs because it would kind of be embarrassing to have people in your space. It's like it's such it's such a rudimentary kind yeah, yeah. of job. Well, and then it's like it's like oh yeah, you, you do this. Wait, why are you, why do you have that squeegee again? Yeah, because we don't have a trench drain. We just have that one hole. In the floor. So, from a business perspective, is that all a write-off? I, I look at a lot of the collabs that I see in the marketing store, and is is you getting to collaborate? Let's say go to if you went to New Zealand, could you write all of that travel off to go brew? So I'm pretty sure I think I should that. write that my trip off. So unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I think the travel and meals are like at a out of anything in the business is a decreased value. Like meals are only like fifty percent of the write off, right? Yeah. right? Whereas if I like if the brewery needs a new uh, you know Dewalt chop saw, it's a hundred percent yeah right yeah. Um, so I don't think it's as good of a write off as it's not good business sense. but it, yeah but at the same time if they came here it would be awesome yeah uh, or I love I, that Dave mentioned I, that because we did have to buy a new Dewalt chop saw to do the glycol yeah, no we did. <laughs> <laughs> he's already calculated out you write it off sweet. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to switch this over a little bit. So um, we get a lot of homebrewers listen to us. Our listenership is mainly homebrewers or people that dream of being brewers one day. So what advice would you offer any homebrewer? What do you want? More beer? No, I wanted to talk about your beer. What do well, they we'll do that in a second. Oh, come on. So what advice would you offer a homebrewer that's coming in, that's coming up? How, what's one tip that you guys would offer? Um, and everybody talks about sanitation and they talk about... Uh, temperature control and things like that, but what's something that you could offer that, that would make their homebrew go to next level? Oh, so to, they're into homebrewing. They're homebrewing, they're doing they're it. All, so like they're not, they haven't even started 
and they or they made batch and they're like they're making batches. They're like, you know what? I'm I'm using the Mr. Beer kit and and then when it's okay, but I want it to taste awesome. I think one of the big steps is going from bottles to cakes in your fridge. Oh my that's, god, that's that's a big step. Like like yeah, you bottling your own beer is like tell. It, yeah, it's hell. Uh, <laughs> but then I also think I the number one product. thing for oh, any yeah. so like, brewer, um, and I think you already mentioned it, is temperature control uh, for your batches, um, and I think that's one of the things where uh, brewer, home brewers can kind of just set the batch there and forget about it. And it's really you now you gotta you gotta monitor it, and there's there's actually like a time and a schedule for that beer, and it's not like your lawn where you can be like oh, I'm gonna blow it tomorrow. Uh, it's yeah. it's very important that you uh, temperature control and then oxygen, but that's I think most homebrewers yeah. kind of that. Yeah, oxygen is tough, easy. right? That's yeah. one of those ones where. Once you move to drought and you're actually kegging your beer, then you can do that force thing, force transfer to like remove the oxygen layer, yeah. right? But temperature control to me is like one of those things that for me was a catalyst. I'll tell you, canning is badass. I love canning. Yeah. I mean, nothing like cracking the can open. But I, I do remember when I went to bottling and then I remember the same step and that epiphany I had when I finally started kegging and I'm like, ooh, this is life changing. This is fantastic, yeah. right? And then I kind of had that with the canning, where I was like, oh, this is badass, now I have cans. But it's I, it's, a, it's just as monotonous and just as much of a pain in the ass, really. It's just it's a new novelty, right? So. I, I actually got really lucky, and when I started homebrewing, it was with Dan in our backyard. And he was like, no, no, we don't bottle. We're just putting in these soda, soda kegs. Soda so, kegs. So, yeah. so I skipped the whole yeah. bottling Bottle steps, and, and, it's, and it's one of those steps. It's like, you know, it's... I just did a small batch cream ale, so I did one liters of same same cream ale, but the only variant was hops. So I'm nice. gonna do a side by side with That's four different hops, right? And I just bottled. I have a bottle forever, and I just bottled each of those. And I'm like, I fucking hate bottling. Like, Jesus, <laughs> like it is horrible. I'm siphoning out the old fashioned way into the yeah. bottles. Yeah, just ah, oh, brutal. But thank God it was like twelve bottles and I was done. But I think I think the information I would give someone, and this, I mean, this is, I said I wanted to sit down with Charlie Papazian later, uh, or in my dream world. This sounds nuts, but um, the first few times, maybe not, you can drink beer, but just watch how much you drink, because it's kind of a precise problem, until it becomes like, uh, like, just muscle memory on where you are in process. It's kind of good to pay attention. <laughs> and so if you have a few beers and then you're chatting and then you have distractions and the next thing you know, you're all like, oh fuck, I don't know where I am. So I mean, if you're okay with that, that's cool. And then the other thing is just notes. Take really good notes. Even if you're like, what the hell? Like, it's better to have way too many notes than just looking back and then you're using, it's like this, it's, I, I'll never forget this guy who uh, owns a, a, a fine Italian restaurant in, in Seattle. He told me when he goes to like wine tasting events, he's like, uh, I would drink so much instead of like, tasting and spitting out that I would look at my garbled mess of notes at the end of the night or the next morning and I was like, wow, I don't know if that was worth it because I don't know what I wrote. <laughs> so I think it's kind of hand in hand, like, you know, um, yeah, just, just, you know, until you've got it really down, don't get super wasteful or 
You do. <laughs> home brewing and take good notes, and then, then, then before you start the next batch, don't go and just suddenly look at those notes. Before you go, look at like the notes along the way, and you're like, oh yeah, and then just make a whole new plan, and then go off of that. I, I, I've been taking up coffee roasting recently. It's very similar to like learning that methodology. It's just mm -hmm. like you, you record your information. It's all, it's like a science and art, and that I, the, the way you make a good batch, you can, everyone can make a good batch once. Everyone yeah, can. totally. But if you can make a good batch over and over and over, that's, that's the key to being a good brewer, that in my opinion. And um, I know the whole world's changed where everyone wants a one-off beer all of frickin' time. Oh, I'm sorry, I can swear. Fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's good to be able to make like your core brand, or your core beer, or the one that your friends like, or you can adjust and know what you're adjusting and actually pull it off. So right. That's my tip. No, fantastic. Sage advice. So I'm, I'm seeing more beer there. So I think uh, that's Remember the Forest. Well, what do you want? You want another one of the same or you want to remember the forest? All right. I'm going to set that. That's our flagship IPA, and uh, everyone can come and drink those. Hey, hey, and did you bring the rock beer? While, while we're re-pouring beer, what I would love well, to do we can is we've got the tradition of the cards where we draw yeah. who we're going to see next. Oh, cool. And what I would actually love to do is instead of Jason or I doing it, is actually have one of you drop a card. Oh, that'd be fantastic. For the next brewery that we, uh, we go visit. Oh, cool. That we go visit. How do you come up with this list and how are the cards? Well, oh, the, the beauty of it is, is these cards, Jason. Jake's like, I want to see these cards. <laughs> but uh, the cards themselves are, are hand done. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's kind of cool. It's a cool deck. Thank you. If I can ever get all the cards out. Man, I love you. Oh, hand in the box. Remember the ones we've used are up there, so. Oh, are they up here? Yeah. There it is. I'm going to give you the box then so you can figure out what we've used and what we haven't. Well, there's Rusty Truck. But apparently it, it, it's this gentleman that has done hand-illustrated decks of cards of all the breweries. Thanks for getting wow. um, I had no idea that such a thing Nothing like that. I didn't either. Jason picked one up. And uh, what we've been doing... What we've been doing is... is uh, He's drawing a card from these each week. Each one of us draws a card. And then we profile that, or try to profile that brewery as soon as possible. Um, and then as that card gets used, we move to the next one. This is the same artist. There's yours right there. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Is Bridgeport still in there? It may be. We just have the sad. Well, the sad thing is, is we've run it. We've actually run into a couple of different breweries already. I think we ran into one last week when we did our our podcast, and Jason drew his card. Oh shit! That's you guys. And they were out. They weren't. They were no longer in business. So I gotta say about the cards is. One, it's really cool that we're in there because there's only 52 cards in the deck and there's yes. like 200 in the state of Oregon. Oh, so yeah. I don't know if there's like two decks where there's like one red no. and one blue. One deck. One deck. Wow. That's like, I mean. Do you remember like your one conversation deck. with the artist that was doing this to highlight you? And I, did you, did you pay advertising money? Or? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean. So yes. just for the record, just for the record. So Gary is very infamous for how this works. So whoever gets the card, this is Gary's card. He's no, supposed to set up the interview, uh, which means so I'll try. Which means I'm going to set up the interview. I'll end up making contact. <laughs> Sorry, trying to make contact. Yeah, thanks for making me look like. How a do you, dick how do you get a hold of? 
What's your method? You know how it is to get all the brewers. We're kind so of you gotta figure out what it is. All right, Gary, what are you gonna fail at next? Yeah, oh. fuck you, Tim. <laughs> Uh-oh, Sandra can't read it? He needs his glasses just like I do. What is the card? It's just a corner bar. No, like three what's, clubs? What's the... Uh, oh, it's a, it's a nine of diamonds. Okay. Oh, another diamond. Do they have the brewery? They don't have the yeah, brewery. Yeah, it's way up in the corner. I think it's Silver Falls Brewery. Yeah, Silver Falls. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Are they in business? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. That is. Is that Silver the same? Uh, they have the same architect as us. So this is That's Silver Falls. Yeah, there's, the there's same architects. And actually, uh, well, there's a long story Maybe. behind the construction company. Where's my beer? So Silver Falls. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to try and sell the next one with Silver Falls. So I think it's I'll I'll make the initial email contact more than likely. Yeah. And they'll blow me off, and then somehow they'll contact me. You need me to make a site visit? I, I've got time on my hands. I Depends on whether or not they can do that. So Silver Falls Brewing, we're coming at you soon. So thank you guys for doing that. So I think it's tour time. So let's, let's take a tour. Well, hang on. Can the mic wander? Can we carry enough? No, we can't. Really. No. So talk to me about the saffron. What would you do if you're on the saffron? <laughs> Add more saffron? <laughs> Not brew it. <laughs> Is that mine? Yeah. Wow. My full beer there. So well, yeah. well, here's the question. <laughs> can, we, can we turn the mic on or off right now? Or like, oh, no. No, no. Oh, you're on. Go. I taste a slight infection myself. Really? Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you taste? Well, not. I'm sorry. Not. It's not infection. Green apple. Acetal. Acetal. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Good. Uh, you taste it too? Uh, yeah. At first, when you cracked it, I was like, "This is a cider." It's uh, cider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Not. What? Acetaldehyde. Sorry. Yeah. That's. Uh, is that from uh, taking it off the yeast too early, or I had to drink it all night? Yeah. Just well, I crashed. Flavors. Yeah, I crashed it and. I might have taken it off the yeah, use of bitter apple so. from taking it out too soon. Because I crashed it pretty quick. Yeah. So I get that, and okay. unfortunately, I, that's that dominates. I get the saffron. I do get the saffron, but um, so you guys have a rauk beer that you guys do okay Smoko. Smoko. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know about the chats? Fucking so, a, dude. Tim. Tim is the. Tim is a rauk beer. Tim is the rauk beer extraordinaire of Oregon. This is a chill rauk beer. Okay. So Tim brought it's Tim. Yeah. Tim brought, we don't have any empty glasses right now. So Tim brought a route. Tim brought his route. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and if we can go down to and try that. Is it like a hundred percent smoke malt? It is hundred percent smoke malt. Yeah. <laughs> see, we're not even near. I think we're like. 20 so the irony on this is Tim. He brought it. He brings it to the house. He's like, so do you have a glass we can drink it now? I'm like, no, we're bringing it to the brewery with us. He's like. No, no, I'm not having them taste my beer. Yeah, hey, throw <laughs> me all the way under the bus here, right? Don't you? <laughs> Dude. I love a good rock beer. I, I, when I made it though, I, I wasn't sure whether I would be up, like in the gorge would be okay with like, or around here would be okay with hundred percent smoke malt. And uh, it, it's just, it's a, it's a solid piano lager, ours, or sorry, Mars and smoke Mars and ours, I guess it's a beer. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the only reason I, I hardly ever come up with like a beer name before I make the beer. Dave will attest to that. I have some terrible beer names. <laughs> But uh, that one, uh, it's my favorite Australian surf punk band, The Chats, and they have a song called Smoko, which is a smoke break. And so I made a beer in honor of 
cats. <laughs> the smoke so, Andrew, <laughs> if I tell you it's terrible when we get down there, Dave, will you sell me five gallons of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have five gallons of it left, but I think we're on no. smoke. Like I, when I came in today, our public we was like, smoke is on freaking fire today. I'm like, Really? Wow. Are they eating barbecue? Yeah. Wow. I, like, I think actually there's really well with barbecue, smoke beers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dave, you know what would have been I gotta, awesome? I gotta look at The timing right. probably would have been bad, and the irony is fantastic, but after the fire, oh, yeah, oh, Rob's yeah. would have been fantastic. Really so, 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 because <laughs> so, there was a wine. So, right? so I'm, I oh, was. The wine we actually so, was a delicious. One. So, Dave will test. I wanted to do that, and then we all talked about it. I was like, is it too soon? Yeah. Because <laughs> remember, I was going to get some uh, scrub oak, and we were going to smoke some malt and like from the fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do we really do this right Are we now? taking advantage of a situation? Well, I, I seriously thought about it. And I'm like, we can make a smoke. I bet, you, I bet it would have sold like crazy. I yeah, know. You probably would have. I know. That, well, that wine was ridiculous. Like so the wine is, that um, they sold was this is a Remember the Forest here that you guys are drinking. Yeah. Okay. Which actually, on that full note, uh, yep. after the fire beers, this was a beer which is actually now a flagship IPA, which Andrew came up with the recipe for right before the fire. No, during. I was. I walked outside. We were getting ready to make the beer. I didn't know my hop additions or the quantities. I, I had the hops on site, and I, I watched the fire jump to Herman Creek. Which I don't know if you guys have ever been to Herman Creek. That is a sweet ass, beautiful trail. Yeah. Yep. Not for mountain biking though. It's a hiking trail. It's a hiking trail. It is a sweet should. hiking trail. Yes. You should go and hike there. Yes. I'm not going to be climb. super fucking illegal yeah. and disrespectful to mountain biking. I'm not saying that at all. I'm I've climbed Myrna. I've climbed a bunch of the stuff around here and yeah. like been on the trails and yeah. There's certain trails mountain bikers can't be on. Yes. That just does hikers go on, but yeah. Well, you guys, awesome, awesome uh, interview. So I look forward to the tour uh, that we're going to have. Yeah. So uh, any final questions, gentlemen? The Timbers. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! How, how do we, we how do we get Thunder Island Brewing into? How do we get them yeah, into the yeah, stadium? Yeah, that's that's a, the guy that sits in the primo section one oh nine. You gotta get the yeah, bar is actually at the top of the stairs. For yes. Yeah, we gotta and get you. The in funny there. thing about Portland is uh, you go into like half the bars in Portland, and like at least two of their taps are gorge taps. Uh, it's like Double Mountain Frame. Or yeah. full mountain, or sorry, full sail. Uh, but uh, no, I would love. I think they, yeah, I think they get all their beer through a distributor. Uh, mm-hmm. They do through uh, our buddy. Yeah. What's uh, but we self distribute. Uh, but we gotta get Malitas. you guys. Yes. It's Malitas. Yes. But we, yeah. we gotta get you guys wedged in there. So that we oh, need so to give a shout it. out to Merritt so that Jason can tag Merritt on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Do we need to recommend that like two or three of those candles? At the double. <laughs> yeah, Let's start with one. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no, there's if we got There's for one game. It yeah. doesn't have to be for one game. It's a one game. I think we'd be snoked on But just to have at the double post represented from Oregon only and non distributed or from somebody else brewery. Because how cool would that be for yeah. you if you could bring. And this, and this is really good. And I definitely never brought any of our beer into the stadium in the back of mine. That would be 
That would be totally legal. Just like, <laughs> and just like you shouldn't ride your bike on Herman Creek. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but no, it would be it would make my day to be in the stadium, especially at the top of the stairs where we've gone. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Where I stand yeah, in dude, line for beers. Stoked. I would, I would, I would pay the, I would pay the eleven dollars for my own beer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's up to twelve fifty. Oh, okay. Wait, there was another hike. Even, even though you could just go out in the parking lot and drink it for free. Yeah, it's, it is kind of one of those funny things, paying for your own beer in other bars. It's nine fifty for a freaking Miller High Life. I mean, yeah. something's Nuts. ridiculous inside there. We, 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 we are on tap. Frequently, uh, or not frequently, but sometimes, at Civic Tavern. So right. we can go drink okay. beer there, who ha- who are as beholden to the we're, distributor we're world. Right. So they're in Portland. This is a nice. fascinating question. I've always kind of wondered this. Andrew, you've been in the brewing industry for how many years? Um, no, I don't know, like eight. Eight. Dave, how many years? Yeah, the same amount. Okay. Probably. When you go out to a place and you see your beer versus one of the other smorgasbords, and this goes to Jason and Gary too. Are you excited to try something new or do you tend to gravitate to, that's my beer, I'm gonna promote it and enjoy it because I know I love it. Well, I'm gonna take first stab at this. Anytime my saffron lager is on tap. <laughs> 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 well, I, I just put it in my mouth. <laughs> I just puked in my mouth. <laughs> Gary has flowers coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I would say, well, you go first. I mean, I think Andrew and I are on the same page. I think we uh, sometimes order our own beer just for the QC part, right? It it's interesting true. to uh-huh. see what you get from the drying process lines. to your yeah. tap to wherever you drink it. Right. Um, now, I, I will say, I. When my wife and I go out, the nice thing is only one of us has to order our own beers, and then we can QC it. But then when we go out with family, um, well, I can just get my uh, my mother and father-in-law to just buy beer of our beers and places. So that's that's wow. an advantage, and then I can order whatever I want. Right. QC through. I do get that in Hood River. Like I'll, if, you know, we're on tap a good amount of places and. Actually, most of them aren't going knows now. They're, they always will ask. They're like, do you want a butter on? Because they know, like, a, but those are mostly trusted people that, again, QC-wise, I'm like, all right, it's porn solid there. They're cleaning their lines, things like that. It, it's hard. Like, when you, like, you have a lot of homebrewers that listen. I, the thing I love about homebrewers and homebrewing is that you can spare no cost you can make the most amazing beers with the, the most extravagant saffron. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you can clean, clean all your lines yeah, all stainless steel, like custom tap handles, your own personal brewery name, crazy stuff. That, I mean, the amount of stuff I see people do, I mean, well, Gary. I mean, I, I learned how to TIG well when I was a home brewer. I fucking wow. made a lot of like my own shit. So like, th- but anyways, you, you're drinking your own beer in your own place. It's great, but then when you start letting your baby out oh, to the public, yes. you get nervous every time. Tim like rock beer. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, like, very. Like like even when someone's like, oh, I got us on there, and then the first question is like, how clean the lines? Did 
check out the lines, try the beer. Have you ever been in a restaurant or had one of your own beers and said it had a and said you need to clean your beer line oh, okay. so it depends on uh, your relationship with the owner <laughs> <laughs> like, hey uh, the hell <laughs> let's just say the uh, the food inspector the local food inspector won't eat in some restaurants because once you see the backside of and for us with beer lines, like sometimes we deliver beer and we deliver it to New your beer cooler lines. <laughs> and you open the cooler and you see a bunch of little black dots and everything, uh, little white dots. And then you're like, yeah. I mean, they don't clear the outside, they don't clear the inside. So it's like, you kind of got to be picky as a brewery because yeah. you that don't. Is, uh, so it's your not, name not on all, beer. Not yeah, all that, that, uh, yeah. bars treat beer the same. Right. And uh, and you know, Dave will attest. I'm very particular about that. It's a good. It's like, a good, like I don't like just because you got this. Like, did you? Are you going for the sale? Of this like this with sales. Our salespeople. Are you going for the sale to sell the keg? Or are you going for the sale because it, it matches what we want people to try? Uh, that's case? that's one of the good things about being self distribution is small. you you're not just <laughs> right. thrown into a control. dive bar that's like doesn't meet your clientele yeah. doesn't meet your cleanliness standards and you know it's just it's just one of those things where it's like you, you gotta take care of the beer from when it is brewed in the brewery to when it hits the pint glass but, and there's many breakdowns in that system huh. and, and it so, could be it could be us putting it into the keg it could be the distributor yeah. it could be the bar serving it it could be the glass that they're putting in yeah. like as much as you can do to control and bring that back to like what we want is ideal but um and and, and and i'm a connoisseur of dive bars i love so so in in hood river the red carpet they clean our lines work pretty regularly it's the it's it's the premier dive bar well they have but, buck hunt which he he loves too they, they do they have big buck hunt on free play if you want to get the at Buck Hunt, like just play it. That's all you can do. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the red carpet, they clean the lines regularly, and even though it's a dive bar, I don't. It, it, whenever they want another keg, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> hey, Jason, I just checked the cooler in. All my beer seems to have broken. You were driving too violently, so Andrew's not gonna be able to try it. It broke? Oh, I don't believe you. I don't know the last time I cleaned my beer lines, so <laughs> I don't feel a little nervous here. Uh, so we'll try it off the air. Why don't we take a tour? Of yeah, let's do, let's do a tour and, and uh, go from there. How are you going? I, uh, I I gotta get home He's soon. He's got twins. Yeah. I don't have animals. Oh, oh, we have I'm sure my seven-month-old twins. So. Oh my wow. gosh! Congratulations! Identical. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. No, no, we don't so, know. We don't know that yet. Wait, okay. don't they know you that? You don't know yet. yet? Uh, you can do a DNA test. There's oh, it's, okay. it's complicated. This, this is just <laughs> it's congratulations. Yeah. So real quick, I'm gonna help us out real quick. I'm gonna give us a second. So thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate the tour. We're at Thunder Island. Yeah. Um, come visit Thunder Island. It is a fantastic spot, not at Cascade Lakes, at Cascade Locks. So, <laughs> yeah, I finally got that. So um, beautiful, beautiful shot of, again, Bridge of the Gods, the river's here, gorgeous deck. Um, the beer's been fantastic. You can hear the train going by right now, which is really great. 
So but thank you so much for the hospitality. Yeah. We're so glad we're sure. able to connect. Yeah. And uh, we wish you guys success into the future. So yeah. thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Well, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, thank, I'm very thankful you didn't ask me a bunch of soccer questions or football questions. What am I supposed to say? God well, damn it. See, I fucked up. I'm glad you didn't ask me too because That's uh, gonna be there's a certain <laughs> emotional attachment that I have, which I've learned is a good thing and a bad thing. Because being too emotionally attached, like, yeah, I can get angry. I can actually get angry. No, I get about angry. Were you at double post? Uh, the double oh, post game. Oh, oh, dude, I almost had a heart attack. He, yeah. Dude, yeah. I, 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 comes in, tells me about trades and stuff like that, and like, I, I, I dude, I almost <laughs> died at that game, and it. I think for like, the 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 time the double post came happened to when we won the league. Yeah. I was in like cloud nine. Which, being emotionally attached to the team is good in that moment. Right. But unfortunately, that was one season in like three months. Yes. And then there's other seasons I've been that emotionally attached that I'm like in a... On the like I, I'm angry at people when I come yeah. into work. I'm like, you this is bad. I'm <laughs> angry. Because <laughs> that's your loss yesterday. And I watched it. Did you go to the national you gotta go the the championship game? I would say that's uh, the, which one? In Columbus in 15. Oh, great. Pretty I, I like. Just I did not go to the game. Oh, I just tried to figure out how to get to the game. Yeah. Columbus <laughs> is a hard city to get like, to, by the way. But I did get to watch like it. Smurf and this is cool with all the people in my section. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the, my favorite things about my season tickets, aside from the Timbers, is the people that sit around me. Right. I've known them for now. Yeah. 10 years, and then I actually see them more than I see my parents. Oh, that's like, crazy. Like, because I see them, you just go to every game, game right? Year, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, it has changed since SeatGeek and um, some of these uh, new uh, things yeah. since, since Tanner Ridge opened. People are just going. People are kind of flooding the market. So it's like, I think for the first time ever last season, I went to, there was a game where literally every single seat around me was just gone. Yep. Wow. Um, and it's it's that one of those suck. things where it's like, yeah. um, we know, like we've gone to each other's weddings, uh, like we've, we've been a part of each other's lives so much because of... It's like another another family. Yeah. Yes, it's another family. And, then, and that's what yeah, I miss yeah, about 208, or... Yeah, 207. so 207, yeah. and yeah. when we were up there in that circle... For five years, we God, that was so magical. Yeah, the I first game... One, one, tick, one game that Dave gave me tickets to, and like it was exactly speaking to what Dave was saying before all this stuff. Everyone's all like, who the fuck's that guy? Who's the new guy? I give seats to people, and people text me, they're like, you coming to the game? And I'm like, well, I guess this person... And then I text the person, and it's like, you going to the game? It's weird because yeah, we're so yeah. The cool thing about two hundred seven was they all loved saffron lager. (laughs) Nobody else really loved it. I'm throwing a BS flag on that. Yeah, yeah. There's a flower growing out of your ear. The question of that is. uh, did you make more than five gallons? No. I'm stuck. Why do you think you two bastards got two cans? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving cans to whoever will drink it. So. I know how bad it is. Hey, take that off the air. In all seriousness, if you want to like dissect it and fucking, we can. I mean, I'm not speaking. No, he's fully up to that. Yeah. 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 We can. We can. Uh, the beauty of it is, is he's got non-beer drinkers requesting that to drink. Yeah. So the irony is, my employees, I give. 
I just can't have an epiphany. But my employees think it's the best thing ever. So, yeah. Yeah, no, but she's like, she's a non-beer drinker. And she's like, I love because it doesn't taste like beer. Like, no, this beer sucks. No, like, no, it tastes like a bouquet of flowers. So what do you? What would you guess? You you said it tastes like a you know, uh, yeah. So that he removed it to took it off the yeast tuber. Yeah, that's I, I, that, that's the great. I, I don't know. I, the other so night, I, I know I know the flavors to identify them, and then sometimes like what that is. But that green I must admit, yeah. I have to. I have. I, it's terrible. Like as as a professional brewer, you should like, know that. I should know it. <laughs> like, but like, there's so many fucking things going there's on in my head. All right, we're back, dude. That was an epic. Epic interview, dude. Yeah, it was. So, just for the listeners, the way this thing ends up is we end up on a tour, climbing a ladder onto the roof. We're not supposed to talk about the ladder, but we climbed a ladder to get on the roof. It was very secure. Very Very secure, secure, yes. Yeah. And pretty much hung out on the roof. So, and it was fantastic. Well, and and, and I think that the, the... thing that the listeners need to hear about this is the reason they took us to the roof is their expanding plans call for seating on that roof uh, at a later date which is going to be absolutely phenomenal when that place opens up yeah one of the concerns about moving from the original location is the view and they sit right on the water in their original location. And so a lot of people are concerned by moving up into downtown Cascade Locks right. that they're going to mess with the view. And I can tell you, the view within the bar is fantastic. The view on the roof is way better than anything they've had. Yeah, so. it's absolutely stunning up on yeah. the roof. So great bar, great place, great brewery. Uh, we got to actually see the brewery as it's been being built pardon me and um and the cooling lines and what they've got to deal with from a treatment side i mean all of that stuff crazy um but it's totally cool and something again i know i'll cherish um and i hope you guys did too so but with that um let's talk a little about this lupo max man yeah what do you got it's interesting very interesting um with it being a, a combination of, of hop, I guess, concentrations, uh, all in one, like, specific blend, it, it's really interesting to see what that does to a beer. Um, I would... It, it, it's... I wouldn't say it's overly hoppy. I'm thinking with a concentrate like that, it's going to be, like, in-your-face punch you ipa flavor and it's really kind of not it it's actually very subdued very well blended and well balanced from the beginning all the way to the end you don't have a super bitter up front you don't have a super bitter back end it's just a nice hop blend all the way through the taste of it yeah, so essentially this is, hey, first of all, this is the first time this has ever been used commercially, this collab between Valley and Haas. <clears throat> um, it uses a Sabro slash Mosaic and is it Citra? Yeah, Citra yeah, Hop Citra. Blend. Yeah. Um, and they're essentially really, really high concentrated hops that they're using and... A, 
what they've done is they've stripped out the vegetative matter so, matter, so that like the stems and the leaves and all the other stuff that happens just kind of organically as you process hops. And you've got this really concentrated hop product. Yeah. And and that's what you're tasting. And so you can you add that on the front side. You can add it on the back side. I'm guessing you can add it as a, a dry hop. Um, I'm not sure how that would necessarily work, but... I mean, I'm sure it would work. So, but totally cool. So, a um, little bit different, and I think largely that's the blend that they used that we're picking up. Yeah, and and, and I don't think you're losing anything on the freshness part of it. I mean, that no, still tastes like fresh hop. Yeah, everything. Uh, the viability of the hop oils, I don't think, is in in danger whatsoever with the process they're using. No, it's a uh, it's a very fresh hop beer, so and it's it's good. So, um, what else? So, I think uh, what we've got on the horizon, we kind of talked about that in the last episode, is that uh, we're trying to work some deals over in Yakima. Yep. We need to sit down with Artie Lawrence and uh, see how life's going here yeah. in Brew City, USA, and. Uh, I guess what are you brewing, dude? What what have you been doing? Well, you know, I I decided to to go out on a limb and and do a single malt, single hop brew. And then I took a tangerine uh, extract that you had provided from me uh, and added that in in the late stages. And that has now been kegged. I think if I get the carbonation correct on it, this is going to be an absolutely fantastic summer beer. Uh, but it it, it it was really fun working with that, with just being single, single. Um, and, and doing it as a lager versus an ale. Uh, so I kept the, the temperatures really low on it. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. So you want American two row mixed with? I didn't what, even hop? use an American two. I, I guess you could consider it an American two row. It's actually uh, the Lamanta, which is just down the road from us um, in Eastern Oregon. So I used basically all local. Um, as far as the hops go. I used, well, this may not be local. I used the, the Phoenix hops um, to get the character that I wanted to, to on that. And then um, for yeast, I just went with an American lager yeast. And I believe I used, oh, uh, what was it? Um, I think you used a White Labs. No, I had to switch. Oh, you yeah, were supposed to use White yeah, Labs. Yeah, I was, I was going to use White Labs. White Labs wasn't available at that time. So I went with, um, oh, who was, who was it that, that packages the, the 200 billion per? Imperial. Uh, Imperial. Yeah. I, I want the Imperial yeast. Sweet. Good. Well, so it was definitely uh, a little bit hazier than I thought it was going to be, but I think that's yeah. largely due to the tangerine that's floating around. I think around. so, yeah. Um, again, Oregon Fruit Works, thank you for the um, 
for the for donation. The fruit. Yeah, I mean, no, fantastic. So absolutely amazing. Um, again, check those guys out. They do great sample packs, which are great for uh, home brewers, and again, larger packs for commercial brewers. Um, but with that, uh, we've tried the pineapple. We tried the tangerine. We need to look for a couple different fruit products and see what we can do there. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because that fruit company, I would go with their extract any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Any day of the week. I mean, it came out absolutely perfect. Um, There was no infection issues. It was very sterile and very easy to use. Totally. Yep. Nope. Great company and check them out. So good Oregon company. We like to support those. Uh, Making some great fruit products that can begin be used in soft drinks it can be used in um, obviously beer and i'm guessing probably spirits right so probably yeah, yeah. so yeah. um let's see so i did another side by side i bottled that that was the uh i believe uh, mount hood side by side using the four yeast strains from fermentus so that was the usa ale and the english ale yeast and the bur uh not berlin the abbey ale yeast and the wheat beer so we'll taste that side by side with mount hood hops i also did a uh, mixed culture with that where i took uh (laughs) took three of the four blends i did well i had residual burnings in each of the fermenters <laughs> so i threw those into one bottle um if there's going to be a bottle that explodes it's going to be that bottle you so. didn't add abby did you um no it's in there yeah oh so. shit well you know <laughs> that abby it's abby, all on opening abby's that bottle like abby is like a hanger date just thrown into the middle of everything yeah. well we're gonna do that episode outside because we saturated this room <laughs> last time so. yeah we did but uh, have to pay the cleaning deposit uh <laughs> to get it cleaned up so um yeah so i mean it'll be interesting to taste that and see which one works best with the mount hood hops um so on the hops growing hops outside we're starting to get cones i'm seeing that it's impressive i have mount hood centennial and cascade growing and all three have hop cones which is kind of exciting yeah um so i think we'll get a little bit of hop production i think next year is really the target year on this thing right but uh, still kind of cool. Um, haven't gr- grown hops in 10 years or so, so this is kind of fun. What else? So Anvil Brewing, uh, my foundry is sitting outside, untouched, have not brewed with it yet. I do have the Mars and sitting out there ready to rock. Is it all unpackaged? Uh, yeah, no, it's unpackaged. Just sitting all there put together? Out. Yeah, it's all put together. All so. right. Well, that's... Three quarters of your steps. Yeah. So part two um, was just ordered today. So it's a secret. Can you keep a secret, listeners? <laughs> Gary, can you keep a secret? I can. <laughs> Tim, can you keep your mouth shut? Tim probably can. <laughs> just kidding, Tim. I bought the T500 today. Or maybe it's the T5000. I better bought the T-something. T and for the listeners out there... I can make hand sanitizer now. Yeah, hand sanitizer. That's that's what I bought it for, dude. Hand sanitizer that you can drink. <laughs> I can make lavender essence, too. No, keep that shit away from me. <laughs> so the uh, Anvil Foundry actually has a condenser unit that can be used to distill alcohol um, that you can buy. And so that became available today. Uh, put in an order. <laughs> 
and that bad boy should be coming so we'll see how that goes so it is illegal to flat out make hard alcohol so just fyi we're going to make a lot of hand sanitizer a lot of hand sanitizer um, we have people that uh need hand sanitizer for covid so yes yeah so that we're gonna be doing a lot of that but <laughs> the uh but We'll definitely do a little breakdown on what that looks like and how the hand sanitizer feels on our hands every time we use it. So So don't try this at home, kids. Well, the good news is let's talk stills, right? Because the old stills had issues because they were an uncontrolled flame with alcohol vapor. Usually. Yeah. The new stills are electric, and you really don't have that same thing. There's no open flame. No open flame at all. No open flame. Nope. And the alcohol comes just petering out the little hose, so... Yeah. Should be fine. Um, the rumor is that it's about 92, well, I can get about four <laughs> liters roughly is what we're figuring. Uh, good old-fashioned hand sanitizer. <laughs> and and with that, um, <laughs> are you laughing over there? Yeah, don't forget to put your lotion in there. Make your <laughs> make sure your hands stay like. Well, you got to put lube in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little you mineral oil, right? <laughs> It makes it makes it feel better. <laughs> you got nothing. You're just dying over there. Dude. I got nothing. <laughs> wow. Well, so we'll test this bad boy out if it ever comes. Um, but look, <clears throat> in order to uh, make alcohol, you have to have a federal uh, federal license. So yes, um, yeah, yeah. Kind of like clear. flying a drone. What the hell has a drone got to do with this? <laughs> have you, do you have a drone? I just thought I'd throw that in there. Do you have a drone? No. No? I plead the fifth. Yeah, okay. Well, a drone. Where the hell did that come from? Anyway. Nope, no idea. All right. Well. FAA licensing, you know, federal. Well, so we've got uh, another episode in the books here. Um, again, I want to thank uh, the dudes over at Thunder Island, Dave Lips, Andy Rosette. Uh, awesome hospitality, awesome place to have a beer if you're heading out into the gorge. They are open. They are serving beer. Um, dude, their new brewery is fantastic. Check it out. Um, again, excellent hosts. Um, Deuces Bitch on my Saffron Ale. And... <laughs> What? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, well, he said it tasted like apples. <laughs> yeah. Andy. <laughs> well, that was that was probably a polite way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just want to see the expression on their faces. They drank a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> it was fantastic. And the fact that he pulled apples out of that bouquet, you know what? <laughs> More Have power. More yeah. power. Because I got nothing but freaking funeral bouquet, so... Um, All right, boys. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, Tim Beers. Tim Beers. Thanks for listening to the Portland Tim Beers Podcast. Be sure to visit the Portland Tim Beers Podcast on ACAST.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Tim Beers Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Tim Beers. Tim Beers.